Episode 30 A Vineyard and a Curse Genesis 9 verses 18 to 29 The sons of Noah came out of the boat with him. They were Shem, Ham and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three men were Noah's sons, and all the people on earth came from these three sons. Noah became a farmer and planted a vineyard. He drank wine made from his grapes. Then he became drunk and lay naked in his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, looked at his naked father. Ham told his brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth got a coat and carried it on both their shoulders. They walked backwards into the tent and covered their father. They turned their faces away. In this way they did not see their father without clothes. Almost all Bible scholars really hammer Noah in these verses, particularly for getting drunk. The terms sin, shame, weak, imperfect, and on and on are used. Or they show him to be naive. In an attempt to relieve him of the guilt, they feel he bore in what he did. But such commentaries do not get to the heart of the matter, nor do they align this account with what Paul says in the New Testament about drinking. He says there, For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry, and another is drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Although it may show poor decision-making, the problem here isn't that Noah was drunk. Paul notes the people at the Lord's Supper were drunk, but he never rebukes them for it. And Noah was in his own house when he was drinking, which is exactly what Paul told his fellow Christians to do. It is simply unacceptable to pick and choose verses for cross-referencing in order to suit one's own personal convictions about a matter, like being drunk or even merely drinking alcohol, and then to disregard the verses one disagrees with. The Bible is a unified whole, and what it proclaims as acceptable is to be treated in that manner, whether we personally like it or not. Having said that, and before I go on, I am not promoting drunkenness. What I am doing is going where the Bible leads us and not taking the Bible where I want it to go. The issue in these verses has nothing to do with Noah's state of drunkenness or his nakedness. He was in his own home. The issue has to do with the actions of Ham and it is the entire purpose of why Canaan was introduced into that odd and pivotal verse I just read. Bible Analysis must not be swayed by personal biases or what we already believe. Noah was minding his own business and his son Ham did what was disgraceful. But again, like the earlier verse, it brings Canaan into the picture and Ham, the father of Canaan. Once again, despite what Ham did, the relevance is on Canaan, not Ham even though Canaan wasn't even included in what his father did. Ham saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers. We can infer that his words were more than just Dad is lying naked inside his tent, 
Instead, it seems that Ham made light of the matter and may have treated Noah with either contempt or levity. In other words, he was, at a minimum, making jokes about his own father to his brothers. But his brothers treated their father with a decent, reverent and obedient respect. Instead of joining Ham in his immoral conduct, they took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of him. And while they did this, they had their faces turned away. In the book of Habakkuk, listen to this comparable verse. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbour, pressing him to your bottle, even to make him drunk, that you may look on his nakedness. We can act actively or passively in a perverted manner, but either way, the Bible condemns these actions. God calls us to holy living and to act in a manner which maintains both our dignity and the dignity of others. This is the failure of Ham, and it led to the consequences of our next thought. Verse 24 Noah was sleeping because of the wine. Later he woke up. Then he learned what his youngest son, Ham, had done to him. So Noah said, May there be a curse on Canaan. May he be the lowest slave to his brothers. Noah also said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be praised. May Canaan be Shem's slave. May God give more land to Japheth. May Japheth live in Shem's tents, and may Canaan be their slave. No matter what actually happened here, Noah was severely displeased with Ham because of his actions. So why did Noah curse Ham's son, Canaan, instead of him? The reason Canaan is cursed and Ham isn't goes back to verse 1 of chapter 9. So God blessed Noah and his sons. At that time, we heard that God blessed Noah and his three sons. It was certainly a blessing in their physical person and possibly even in a spiritual sense too. But that blessing doesn't necessarily transfer beyond them. In other words, God had blessed Ham and therefore Noah couldn't curse him. As the Bible clearly says elsewhere, how shall I curse whom God has not cursed and how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? Because Ham received God's blessing, it would be an act of defiance against God for Noah to turn and curse him. Instead, he cursed Canaan. Ham was the youngest son of Noah, and Canaan was the youngest son of Ham. And so, in order to demonstrate justice in the matter and ensure he didn't curse the one God had blessed, he turned his curse towards Canaan. This curse of Noah upon Canaan and the blessing of Shem and Japheth by Noah is the first explicit prophetic utterance by man in the entire Bible. Verse 28 And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. So all the days of Noah were 950 years and he died. Here we are having arrived at the last verse of chapter 9, and our last verse for this episode. Noah 
was 600 years old at the time of the flood, and he lasted another 350 years after it. This means that Noah died in the year 2006, Anno Mundi. In Christ, every curse is lifted and every heart is made new. All who call on him are elevated to the same level and none rises above another. Paul explains this in the book of Galatians. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Abraham was of the favoured line of Noah's son Shem, but we are all included in the same spiritual blessing through Jesus Christ. No matter where you descend from, and no matter what your past may have been like, in Jesus Christ there is a grand and glorious future for you as God's cherished and blessed child. Hallelujah and Amen.